0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Vcast, where church and culture come together. Uh, Do that great thing that you do, and go ahead and give us a like. If you haven't, don't forget to follow and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, This month, we're going to be talking about the battlefield in our minds, because there is a war going on in our minds with anxiety and all sorts of things. But we know that if we are able to change our mind, then God can change our life. Enjoy. Enjoy.
1: Welcome back, everyone, to episode three of this month's podcast. I declare war.
0: I'm back with Jeremy. We're and uh, and also in the in the building today. We got Josh. Josh is here. Say what's up, Josh here. Josh is here <laughs> for moral support, wants to just hang out with us today. So he's going to be in the he's background and chime in a couple of times. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe Josh will just be like, "Yo, that sounds good. Um But yeah, what are we talking Wait, about though, today? This week, we're
1: talking about reframing our minds. Um, No longer believing the truths that we were once told Um, last week. You brought it up and we're going to bring it up again. It's how our perception sort of equals our reality. Right. Right. There have been there have been many lies that we have bought into. So we must reframe our
0: minds to no longer believe those lies. Our perception equals reality. What lies have we told ourselves? Right. Yeah. Like um, now a good example of this is, um, I don't know, maybe you've probably ha- had this happen to you where you go somewhere uh, for like the first time and you just you don't know what people think of you. So you automatically start applying what you think people are thinking about you to the people that are there. And and literally, I, I, I've, I've had times even with like, you know, um, uh, my wife, who will walk in and be like, man, this lady keeps staring at me. I, you know, she keeps staring at me. I feel a little uncomfortable. Why does she keep looking at me? And, um, you know, uh, later on, that lady would come up to me and she'd be like, I just want to say, your wife is so pretty. And, and and I'm just like, man, the whole time she's thinking like, yo, why is she looking at she think I'm ugly or something? Like, and, and at times we can get like that. Like, think about if you went to a party and before you walked into the party, your friend was like, hey, by the way, if people look at you weird, it's because there's been a lot of like, rumors about you going around but just ignore it bro it's not a big deal but people people you know are thinking certain things about you well, what, what are they thinking i don't know it's just rumors are going around you walk into that party bro you're thinking the worst bro you're walking in some guy is there checking checking coats and and you just like this guy didn't even take my jacket and i come over here and this person's leave oh this person saw me immediately and left it's like no they've been here for two hours and they're just leaving, but you're applying uh, uh, what you think they're thinking onto that person. I'll tell you what, as a married man, we get into a lot of fights about that, me and my wife, like, because if we just assume what people are thinking, it's going to mess us up. And honestly, because we have so many lies in our life and so many things um, that we have, uh, you know, kind of perceived since we've been born those lies we project them onto our reality when really they're not reality and that can really mess up and so we need to reframe the way we see things um and uh, see it from god's perspective Mm -hmm. yeah that's
1: that's one way that we um sort of our perception equals our reality before we even experience it we come in with assumptions right another thing that we do is sometimes we take past experiences and now that's the reality for everything Right. I have friends that at work Mm -hmm. um, and I was talking to them and they told me how they used to be uh, Catholic and um, they left the church because they felt it was too judgmental. Mm -hmm. So I asked, I was like, well, would you ever listen to my podcast? Would you ever consider coming back to church? And she said, no, because I feel like church is too judgmental. Mm -hmm. So because she had that one past experience of a judgmental
0: church, She now applies that to every church, which they may not have even been judgmental. It was just maybe they're even their perception of them. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. So sometimes we get we get told lies like the party analogy. You start to think, well, why am I even here? Right? Mm -hmm. Everybody hates me. Why am I here? Or sometimes past experiences, it's
0: just going to be the same thing over Mm -hmm. again. Um, You remember, we actually talked about this. I don't know if we're going to go there, so I'm so sorry if I bring this up way too early, but remember we were talking about offering, right? If you come into church with a presupposition that churches are full of money-hungry pastors who are just trying to steal money from their congregation, the minute we collect collect an offering, you're out the door, right? Because my presupposition is pastors are just money-hungry, but they don't know the way offering and tithing works and what that money goes to, and they immediately will jump on that, wow, look, the, the, the pastor's driving in a nice Cadillac and it's like, well, I, it, it's a lease. <laughs> you just feel like garbage because like, yo, I pay like $100 a month for this. It's a lease. Yeah. It's not even my car. But we can already prejudge things before even knowing the truth behind what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Our
1: perception of the world around us drastically shapes the reality we live in. Right. Our preconceived notions destroy our lives and relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, if we go to John chapter 1, verses 40, 44 through 48... There's a story of that happening. I love this story. Um, And it says here, now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no deceit. Nathaniel said to him, how do you know me? Jesus said to him, before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. So one, Jesus roasted the man. Because that's yeah, yeah, hilarious. I love, I I love, love that. With a lot Jesus's of people response. think that Jesus is like a super serious person. He was super sarcastic.
0: Here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Super sarcastic. Definitely. Like, says, you can oh, sense it Israelite. there. oh, an Israelite. There's no deceit in him. Definitely you. no deceit in this guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the cream of the crop son of Abraham.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But exactly what we're seeing here is Nathaniel has a preconceived notion
0: of Nazareth, right? Therefore, hearing that this messiah is coming from Nazareth, he's like, what good comes of Nazareth? Can I chime in on that? Yeah, like like Nazareth was such a bad place. Mm -hmm. Um, I just got back from a a vacation in Vegas. It is so difficult to even talk about the things that I've seen out there. Like it's (laughs) sin city, bro. Bro, like weed is legal no matter where you go. They're 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 smoking weed, um, and every and bro just it's so bad. There's women walking around just dressed totally like it, basically wearing almost nothing, and they're coming up to you, ah, take a picture, baby, and we're just like, oh my gosh, like it was, it's a scary place to be walking around Calino's as a Christian, gambling. bro. Yeah, it's it is insane. But but um, when I thought of Vegas, I that's what I think of Nazareth. So when uh. you say, oh, we got our Savior. Where's he from? He's from Vegas, Sin City. And, and and you're looking at it like how could anything good come from there? It, it, it was like he grew up in the, in in the mean streets. Like um, uh, Nazareth was a Roman colony, and what would happen is is that um, Rome would send soldiers there to just be there just in case they needed them closer to that area to defend their land um so they would always send like a cohort of soldiers out there but while they're out there they were unsupervised soldiers and they were able to do whatever we want man it was really really bad all types of um uh, sexual assault and things like that they they those those soldiers were not nice um they even said that um people would question jesus's mom being a virgin because they believed in the in the city of nazareth it was common thought that there wasn't a single virgin there That's why whenever the story starts off and says, behold, there was a virgin in Nazareth, people would bust out laughing. Like, right. Yeah. A virgin in Nazareth. Nazareth? Okay. That's how bad
1: Nazareth is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And because of that, because that's the reputation that it holds, Mm -hmm. Nathaniel's like from Nazareth. The savior. Nathaniel's (laughs) perception of Nazareth created a false reality of Jesus. Mm-hmm. In the same way, our perception of ourselves creates a reality of us when the enemy tells us that we are not good enough or that we aren't worthwhile and that is better to go on sinning because we are too far gone. We then begin to live in a false reality, right? Mm-hmm. So because we have this preconceived notion of ourselves because this is what the enemy told us, mm-hmm. you're not good enough, right? Yeah. Look where
0: you come from, right? And mm-hmm. look at look at the way that you've been brought up, look at yeah. what you're doing. You're not good enough. You're gonna be just like your father. You're gonna be just like your mother. You're never gonna amount to anything, right? And we buy
1: into that. And now we begin to live in a reality where that's all we think of ourselves. Yeah. So what's the point of coming to church, right? What's the point? Again, like the party analogy. Everyone hates you. What's the point of me being here? Right. I'm not here. Everybody hates me. Right. I might as well just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, Our thoughts attack us. Yes, and that's exactly what I was going to say right mm-hmm. here. In Isaiah 55, eight through nine, what does it say? For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Mm. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than earth, so are your ways higher than my ways and your thoughts higher than my thoughts. Right? So we are captive to our thoughts. Yep. And because our thoughts frame our reality, we need to understand that God's thoughts are higher than ours. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't even think this way about ourselves. What God declares to be true about us is what we need to believe about ourselves. That's good. And what does God say? That we're free. Mm-hmm. You and I, all of us that are in Christ, we are free, believing the truths that have already been declared to us. Right. That's how we reframe our minds. Right. What does the Bible declare to be true mm-hmm. about us? Um, John eight thirty six. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. In Ephesians three twelve. In Him and through faith in Him, we approach God with freedom.
0: with confidence and confidence i love that there's another scripture that's similar to that and it says that um that we approach the throne room with um of grace with confidence right and i'm like bro when i look at the throne room of god it's one of the scariest places to be this the minute isaiah saw it last last podcast shout out to our last podcast realign if you guys didn't listen to that one it is Fuego, so go back and watch that. Fuego. Um, but um, it, Isaiah sees the Lord, what does he do? He starts pronouncing curses on himself. He says, woe is me, I'm a man of unclean lips. He literally falls down um, on his face, and he's just in awe of the majesty of God, but God says, through Christ, you can literally approach my throne with boldness, with confidence. That's and, insane. And that's crazy. I once heard um, a pastor, he was preaching,
1: and he says, he says, when I pray, I pray bold, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times because of our perception of God, since he's so high, we kind of come in and we're a little like, well, you know, we're, we we do little scared prayers. We don't want to be too bold, mm-hmm. right? But God is like, approach me, right? With boldness and confidence, right? Yeah. Sort of take what I've already proclaimed to be true, like claim it, like mm-hmm. it's yours. Don't be scared to grab it. Don't be scared to come to me. Yeah. Grab it with confidence and boldness, right? Yeah. Um,
0: what does um? You know, I was gonna say I to add on to that real quick. Um, your the level of your faith determines how bold those prayers are. Mm-hmm. Little faith, little prayers. Eh, if you can, God. But the more faith you have and the more boldness you is, say, the more boldness it, you have. Right? Yeah. You're like, I'm believing for bigger things, right? Like, I, I, I forget this. Like, I'm like, yo, God, you're going to take care of this situation. Um, the more faith you have in God, the bigger your prayers will be, man. Pretty right. big. One, we were
1: doing this a long time ago. It was our Bible studies that we were doing and we were reading through Psalms. And what did he say? Um, he said like a scary prayer. He said, um, oh yeah, we talked about
0: that. We had talked, scary I forgot, prayers. scary I prayers. What, what did you say? That? Yeah. Wasn't that in it was your, like on one devotional. of your devotionals? Yeah. yeah.
1: They were doing so much, you know, naturally we do safe
0: prayers, but this is like, once you get out of that comfort zone, the scary prayers become more of the reality. And mm-hmm. you beat those scary thoughts. Right. Because that's the devil. The devil wants to throw that fear in you. Mm-hmm. So like, once you break that lie and you know the truth and that's God, then you're like, all right, now I'm not scared to pray this prayer because I trust in God for what's ahead of it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, they were like weird stuff. It was like, uh, search my heart, God. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, Jesus he says,
1: he says, what, <laughs> test me. Test me. Test me, God. Test me, God. I'm like,
0: do like, you want to be tested, bro? That's, are you trying that's to die? That's scary, bro. <laughs> we did that in the corn scene with the- uh, That's right, I remember that. Yeah, Man, that was crazy, bro. That. Yo, I wanna, so, no. I was gonna say, I'm trying to go back, no. I'm done with 2020, bro. Thanks. <laughs> leave it, leave
1: it, leave 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 it behind. Um, but yeah, so we we gain this boldness when we realize that this that we have Jesus. Right. right. Um, what does Romans six twenty-two say? But now that you have been set free from sin and become slaves to God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and results in eternal life. Right. You have confidence because you have been set free from sin. Right. Right. And now you enter his throne room with boldness. Mm. Although you know your place still, right? You don't come in there like you're like you're hot shot, you don't come in there with pride, but you come in there knowing that God's got my back right, right. and in him I can declare all these things to be true. I remember in the book of Acts um, there are these people who are trying to cast out demons and they say, in the name of Jesus, who Paul proclaims Oh yeah, yeah. and the demons like, Paul, I've heard of Jesus, I know, but who are you mm-hmm. right so what does he claim yep. first off, that's insane yeah yeah once you once Jesus comes into your life, the entire kingdom of darkness knows who you are mm-hmm. you're on like a watch list be
0: careful of this one yeah, right? yeah. he's
1: like i know paul right i've heard of him well,
0: you can try to mess with him but you might just get cast out yeah, so exactly be careful
1: be careful right jesus i know paul i've heard of there's that confidence right the whole yeah. kingdom of darkness fears you now mm. because you have that you mm. have jesus within you right no so that's, lion. that's it, there, there's freedom wherever the spirit oh, is. Yeah. Second Corinthians three seventeen. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So the lies of the enemy have no more power over us.
0: No. Yeah, they don't. At all. They have no power. But the thing is, is it's like I know they got no power over me. I understand that, and I understand the power that I have power to overcome these lies. But it's just sometimes I don't feel that power, um, and I, I just don't know where to go from there. And that's another lie of the yeah. enemy. Um, you ever heard
1: that? This like It's popular in songs where they're always like, um, I need to be still, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever God is quiet or whenever God's not listening, I, I just need to learn how to be still, mm-hmm. right? And I remember I was hearing a pastor, and it's not that being still isn't true, but you don't stop moving forward when God is quiet. Right, right, you don't sit still and just wait, well, I'm just going to sit here, and I won't progress any further until I hear from God, right, right? I just need to sit still. And he was like, "No, you continue to walk in confidence and faith, and you continue going, even though you can't hear his voice, you keep going, knowing that he's right behind you., yep. and you have confidence in that. You don't sit still and wait for him to speak again. You keep going despite mm-hmm. that he's not speaking because he's trying to test you. He's trying to see if you can keep going, yeah, even though you can't hear his voice. And I was like, bro. That's so true because we need to understand that God's thoughts and his ways are higher than ours. And if we apply that to ourselves, we can walk with confidence, even though we may not hear him, Mm -hmm. even though we may have, we're in a season where God's voice isn't as clear as it used to be, we can continue walking because we know that his thoughts and his ways are higher than ours. And we just need to put faith in him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, when I go into the store with my wife, like at Target, bro, she's so easily distracted by, and, and this is just a wife thing because wives love Target, I don't know why, but um, but yeah, as soon as we go to Target, um, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we go there, there are times where I'll be talking and I'm moving and talking and and then like she got distracted, like she went to the makeup aisle and I didn't know because I was walking, I was just walking and I'm talking to myself and I look back and my wife's not even there and I'm like, where did I lose this girl at? And so I'm walking around the aisles looking for her and I'm like, what happened? And then she's like, oh, you, you you didn't hear me? I said, I'm going to go to look at the makeup aisle. And I was like, well, I didn't hear you. She's like, well, you weren't listening. And I went a different route. And I feel like sometimes we're hearing the voice of God so clearly. And then all of a sudden we stop hearing from God and we're like, what the heck happened? I was hearing from God and now I'm not hearing from him. It's like, maybe God moved and you're not.
1: Hold on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Write that down. Hold oh, <laughs> no. on. Maybe, back. maybe God is on the move and He's trying to do get things done, but you just stayed stagnant, so you stopped hearing the voice of God. Not because God's not speaking; God kept speaking and kept moving. You just stopped moving. And sometimes I feel like we're like that, man. We're just I'm not hearing the voice of God. Catch up, and maybe you will. Like you stopped reading your Bible, you stopped praying, you stopped going to church, you stopped seeking. You got complacent. You got lazy, and now God is miles away but he's just, we gotta keep moving, yep. right? Because the body of Christ doesn't move. God doesn't God doesn't stop, I'm sorry. The body of Christ doesn't stop moving. God doesn't stop moving. I like smack the mic, I always do that. <laughs> um, God never stops moving. And I know that because the presence of God was never sit, sitting still. Mm-hmm. Remember that in the Old the Testament? Yep. Tabernacle kept moving. Mm-hmm. And if you don't move, you're not going with God. What does Jesus say when you enter these
1: towns, if they don't receive it, wipe the dust off your feet and keep going. Like yeah, keep going. Right. That was an, a
0: complete tangent, but it was yeah good.
1: <laughs> no, but it was good um, because when when we understand how the the like how the lies of the enemy no longer have power right and how we just said we have to sit still we have to wait for for God we understand that sitting still is um sort of makes us lag behind like you said God is miles ahead now and where were you you were lost in the you got lost in the dust mm-hmm. he just kept going um and it's in that when we sit still where the lies of the enemy start to come in. Because yeah. God's so far now, right? Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about this, I was talking about this in the first podcast of this um, month with Axel, where um, where in First Peter it says, um, be sober-minded, your enemy the devil prowls like a lion. And yeah. I want to bring it up again because lions are very crafty in the way that they fight. Right. I mean, this is why Peter draws this comparison. It's because a lion isn't going to... Um, Wait for his prey to sort of be on guard, right? He's gonna wait till his guard is down. Mm-hmm. When he's all alone and he's by yeah. himself, he's out there drinking water, right? The little, whatever the gazelle is uh-huh. just chilling by itself, he's like perfect opportunity. Everyone else, anyone who could protect him, the whole herd, all of that is yeah. gone. Yep. They went this way. He's just still drinking water. I'm gonna get him now, mm-hmm. which is why Peter tells us to be on constant guard and aware because the enemy, he doesn't play fair. He doesn't. He's gonna wait for you to be stagnant and still, he's gonna wait until you dropped everything to come and attack. Right. Um and once we realize that what he's doing is not beneficial to us, because that's another thing. Yeah. We when the enemy comes into our lives, we get comfortable and we think, Oh, this is nice. Right. And we sit down, and we're like, mm-hmm. This is fun. I like this. Yeah. And then what happens? Mm-hmm. After a constant week of not reading my Bible, I'm like, Bro, I feel drained. What's wrong? Right? I'm like, I just feel <laughs> I don't feel regular right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something feels off. And I was talking about that with Axel, and I'm sure you felt the same way. Like maybe you went a week without reading your Bible and yeah. at first you didn't know what was wrong. You were like, something's weird. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like I feel off. Yeah. And then
0: you realize, wow, I haven't read my Bible in like a week. Yeah, man. Um uh, can I say this? Yeah, go ahead. When you stop listening to God, you start hearing somebody else. If <laughs> hold on, write that. If you're not that one listening, down <laughs> if, if you're not listening to the voice of God, who are you talking to? oh my gosh hey i had an experience of that too because this is the same exact example too i was walking with my wife in target and um and 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 i was doing that thing where i'm just talking And she goes off somewhere. I didn't even know she left. And I remember I'm in the aisle thinking I'm talking to my wife. And then when I look to my right, there's some lady and I'm like, who the heck is this? And I was like, it was a random stranger. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were my wife. And then she's like, she's like, nope, nope, but it's okay. You know, I I, I listened. And I'm like, bro, that's creepy. (laughs) Yo. That the minute that my wife went a different route and I didn't follow with her, somebody else was by my side. When you are not close to God, somebody else will come in and the enemy's just gonna keep whispering lies in your ear. He's gonna keep trying to attack you with his lies. Um, and and it's funny too, because when you try to, I feel like I was talking about this at the youth group the other day. Uh, when you try to get closer with God, that's when everything just starts going wrong. And sometimes we have this like almost superstitious thing where we go, ah, I don't even wanna like, when I start praying or reading my Bible, everything bad starts happening. So let me just not... Um, And we can get into these little zones where we're just not paying attention to God. And I'm like, bro, that little little moment though, it's literally a a small moment. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. Mm -hmm. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. Don't humor him for a second. Reframe the way you think to God's thoughts. Exactly. Jeremiah 7,
1: 8 says this, behold, you trust in deceptive words to no avail. Mm -hmm. He's like to no benefit. Yeah. These words do nothing for you. All they do is take, 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 take to no avail. Yeah. Right. Lies of the enemy do not benefit nor help us, but the truth of God frees us and gives us meaning.
0: That's awesome.
1: They're, they're, the lies of the enemy just hold you back. Right. And you start hearing someone else. And at first you're like, well, this is nice.
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
1: But then as you realize you've not received any goodness, you've just drained throughout the week. You realize that it was to no avail. Right. That I was stuck in this zone. I was stuck in this, in this season for what? Mm-hmm. I gain nothing from it. Yeah, but God is always there waiting for you. Correct. Right. Um, there was another thing that you had brought up a long ago, and I guess we can close it off here, where um, he would, There was a man walking down sort of a, a path with Jesus, and there was a path that, like, there was a fork in the road, mm-hmm. and um, he was like, "Let's go that way." And Jesus was like, "No, we're better off going this way." And he was like, "Well, I'm just gonna go this way and see what's there." And as he goes down that way, he sees that he looks back and he's like, "Wow, I'm all alone." Right. I left Jesus back there and he probably just went on without me. So he turns around and he goes back to the path and Jesus is like, has a campsite set up mm-hmm. and Jesus was like, Oh, you're back. I was waiting for you. Right. right? Um, it's never too late to turn back to God. Mm-hmm. Never. Although we did talk about how there's an urgency right that, that yeah. we need to keep going. Um, you're never late, right? You're never not on time. Mm-hmm. God is always going to be there waiting for you to return to him. And if we just
0: learn to reframe our minds and come back to christ we can see a difference in our lives right it's like putting on glasses it's like everything seems blurry but when i when i put these glasses on everything feels good and the idea is that we in order to see things correctly we need to change our vision and that only happens when we surrender to god and say god reframe the way that i think help me to think like you think get into the Bible, learn how God thinks, and then start thinking like God would think, you know. Um, uh, And I'll put it this way, the Holy Spirit, um, it's like, how can I have the thoughts of God? He said his thoughts are higher than mine. He says his ways are higher than mine. How can I have his thoughts and have his ways? Well, nobody knows what you're thinking except you. Nobody knows what you're thinking except you. Your spirit is the only thing that knows what you're thinking. Well, the only one who knows what God is thinking is the Spirit of God, And if I receive the spirit of God in my spirit and God lives in me, then I have the thoughts of God. I'll think like God. I'll walk and talk and act like he would if I allow him to live in my life. So pray today to invite the Holy Spirit into your life to reframe the way that you think you guys for tuning into our podcast i hope that you enjoyed yourself if you did don't forget to give us a like a follow subscribe comment and share this podcast with as many people as you know so we can get the word of god out to everyone everywhere we love you guys so much thank you for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next episode